Yeah, we need a couple more ticks to, before we call somebody tardy. That's a silly word. Tardy sounds like a silly word. Late's not that much better. What were you? <laughs> um, the, um, anybody out there on we should just be really in a phenomenal state today because of the beauty of what God is doing. He actually has, looks like he might give us a summer. I don't, I don't want to get carried away. You know, you can carry things too far. But it looks like we're getting some help and sunshine. I saw a couple of girls out in the sun yesterday, really. First time. Um, don't allow the enemy to take away the, the driving edge of who you are. Because you're, all of us are getting uh, fully tested. He wants every vestige that is not of him gone. And that sounds really good and there's no way I can do it. And you can't either. So we're pathetic when we try, and we have been kind of pathetic. I, I think the angels probably snickered uh, along the way for all, all the efforts. In the natural, God has allowed us to do a lot of wonderful things, and we learned a lot I mean, with our library visits and our Bible readings. But until it comes by the Spirit, we know we're just... Uh, flatlining and going nowhere and so let's uh, let's go before him and ask him to give us more of himself because this this half-baked christian stuff just smells to all heavens can you say amen to that and you know it's like when, when i was younger you know we, we, when you start using deodorant, you always check yourself before you go out. Uh, unless you're really a cretin. And, uh, but it's so bad if you believe you're going to stay the way you are. And that's all the devil is doing to you. You have to know his music. He's smarter than you are. And you're in a war for your soul, and he, he's a big staller, you know. If he can stall you, eventually he can stop you, you know. And so, anyway, let's, uh, let's go before him and with a thankful heart, uh, not, not Satan. I mean, he's, he's, he can only go so far. He will never give you anything. God will not allow him to take you uh, to a place that you can't walk away from. Yeah. However, sometimes it says, oh my God, what have you done to me? Is that not right? Yeah. We felt that way. Thank you, Father. Be with all of us. We are fragile. We're uh, leaves in the wind in a hurricane of hell without you and we ask you to go with us and bring us alive yeah. 
for Jesus' sake. Amen. I will retreat my God is
the the great uh, thing about God's goodness, things is that it turns us around. We we wake up to see His provision, and we're turned around. So, and and I want to hear from you today. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, it, it's important that you and I have an understanding of what it means to get to where we're going. And on the way, to not be afraid because the, the most uh, tested people uh, happen to be you, people like you, who know that uh, you must offer yourself, and if you do, God has uh, new experiences all the time. And one of our big problems is we like to keep doing what we've done. The church camps around the born-again experience, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the gifts. They camp and stay there, and, and to some degree we have. And I know people don't like that, but you're, you're, I'm still going to keep saying it, until we get to the place that we're not so conditioned by our habits. You know, I, I think years ago I said, drive home a different way. You know, I don't, I don't know if anybody did or not. But you can get so conditioned, you know, that even the kiss on the cheek of your wife that's, that's adorable and wonderful can be mechanical. You're mechanical, hey, how are you, how you doing? I mean, all these, these, these aspects, I mean, God must get tired of our tradition because it keeps us from him, you know. I'm sitting there with uh, T. Austin Sparks one morning and I clearly knew that I was happy and it was my little habit that I was somewhat in love with, not really communing with God. Okay, please glance at this for yourself and because something really good could come out of it because of what you're seeing there in, in Psalm 44. But start with verse 15 uh, and to the end there, okay, I think. Uh, 15 to 25, you can handle it. Okay, we're 
We're not going to memorize it, just going to look at it and get a fast glance. Uh, and I'd like to hear uh, from anybody who could give us, you know, just kind of a, a, a thematic aspect, what's going on, essentially, that you're reading about. Anyone? But make it loud so others can hear you. I've got to take you to dinner or something. You can kind of save the morning. Go ahead. <laughs> For our soul is bowed down to the dust, our belly cleaveth unto the earth. Arise for our help and redeem us for thy mercy's sake. Mm -hmm. This whole thing is just like, wow, we are just being overcome. Okay, good, good. Yeah, yeah. You're the A student. Sit down and let somebody else talk, because you're so good. I don't want, there may be somebody else who stumbled over some brilliance, too. No, it's clear. That's, there's a problem going on, right? Okay, we all see that? It hurts. Anybody else want to say anything? Go on with what you were saying. They won't. <laughs> I hate myself, and the enemy likes to publish all my failures, all the places where I'm. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah, you're further along than a lot of us if you really do hate yourself. <coughs> what? You think, you think all of us hate ourselves? Or we're coming to... I, hate, I, I literally have... Yeah, I, I, I... No, it's vital. It's vital. I hate the inclinations and the things that I enjoy that are not of God. Yeah. And you can't do a thing about them. Right. You can't do anything about them. Yeah. You want to. Even the Apostle Paul couldn't. Okay? <laughs> All right. Anybody else want to say anything? Well, I think uh, verse 18 is very key. Our heart is not turned back, neither have our right. steps declined from our right. way. Uh -huh. we, can't, we can't stop. We've got to keep going. Right. Right. No matter what we're facing. <laughs> Is he, is he a happy camp? With the, the writer. What what's going on? I mean Yeah, he's struggling. Why? Well fifteen starts out because his shame is covered him. And so that's what he's focusing on. Is that why we hide from each other? <laughs> oh. He seems to think the Lord is sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, didn't you love that? 
I, that's one of my favorite lines. Would you please wake up? I need you. I mean, here's an honest type. And please, all of you, especially your younger ones, don't pretend with God. If you don't like him and you don't like what he's doing, I mean, you don't want to be too nasty, but you want to say, God, where, where are you? And this is what's happening. He's, he seems like he's fairly, you know, strong going along the way. Anything in there that really bothers you? Or, yeah. yeah, when we forget God, he searches for that yeah. Uh, yeah. Isn't that an interesting line? Yeah. It's like, if I'm doing my thing, and then you wake up and he doesn't come around. Because I think we get more delays because we're running along, he's there, and it's wonderful, and the scripture comes, and his help is there, and all of a sudden, <laughs> we either hit a chuck hole or go off the road, and it's painful. Not having him is painful, isn't it? But don't be fooled. He's always there. But it's like, a, I mean, how many mothers have walked away from a crying kid in a crib. Could I see your hands? I mean, no honest, all liars. Okay. Uh, I mean, you always you've always bent down and said, "Well, honey, mommy's right here. You don't have to." Wait. Was there ever a time when say you quit crying and you walked away and let him scream? Mothers, can I see your hands? Yeah. Why would you do that? Do you not love your children? See, God wants to see if he can, I mean, he's training you all the time. We're, we're kind of nutcases when we're talking about, I mean, listen, Richard, what's the distance between you being an inheritor of the world and where you were this morning? You don't know? I don't, I mean, I liked it. It sounded good over Zoom when I preached it. But I said universe, uh, Nathan. I didn't say, I didn't stay with the scripture. I said universe, because they just talked about the world. But there is a universe. And, and, and God took Abraham out there and he says, go ahead, count the scars there. I don't know what the tone was. I don't know if he even said it out loud. But somehow it got written because he was telling him that from him would come millions and millions when it happened. See? And so when we're a part of it, there's nothing in there that bothers you. I think it's exactly how we feel a lot of the times. Yeah. And I think also it's not just if we've forgotten him that he'll search it out. It's that it's sometimes we haven't forgotten God and and he doesn't feel like he's around. And yeah. we can get mired in thinking, well, maybe we've done something wrong that he's not here. But we can't worry about that. We can't worry about figuring that out. We well, we do. Don't yeah. we? 
Right, but I think what Steve said, we got Well, haven't you ever said to yourself, God's not around, and I feel like a dirty rat. I don't know. God, I'm sorry. You don't even know. But any day of the week, the enemy has your sound bites. He has your all your stuff. And he, and he uses that against you, because he hates you. Why does he hate you so much? Anybody? Somebody has a bird. There shouldn't be any birds in the tabernacle, okay? Now, why does he hate you? Why is Satan stopping you doing roadblocks? Where's the representation of Christ when he's coming forth? You're replacing him. You are a threat to his kingdom. And if you knew the degree, and if I knew the degree that I was a threat, I, I would be more trusting, I think, leaning into God for his clarity in it. But sometimes it's if, you know, I did a terrible thing uh, the other day, and uh, I just preached about not doing it, you know? I mean, <laughs> that we shouldn't. And, I, and okay. Are we together so far? There's nothing in there that bothers you really a lot. I was hoping, yeah, go ahead. You were going to say Okay, well, yeah, you got one of those funny versions? Okay, go ahead. I'm a bit of a manage. So wake up, Lord God. Why would you sleep when we're in trouble? Are you forsaking us forever? You can't hide your face any longer from us. How could you forget our agonizing sorrow? Now we lay face down, sinking into the dust of death, the big sin of the grave. Arise, awake, and come to help us, O Lord. Then you are failing love. Save us from this sorrow. I think that it was written by Don Winston, and he put it in the Bible. Uh, well, or any of us could have, don't you think? Read it. Yet you have crushed us, leaving us in this wilderness place of misery and desperation. With nowhere else to turn. Death's dark door seems to be the only way out. Have you ever felt that way in the morning sometimes by yourself? Especially in the winter we had. Yeah, I came down here one morning and the windows were open and the, you know all the snow was still there. And you know, if I get too cold, I have to run to a hot tub. I do, and it's just nuts. But my circulation is problematic. But we're whining, and and we are being raised by the king. Now, there's a line there I want to give you, and then we'll read something up. See, who is very? Oh, Lynn. Lynn would be. I've got an assignment for you. Would you come up here, please? You're a good. Don't you think she's a good reader? And, and has she ever spoken to you? And you know, and even if she just wants to borrow a dime, she makes it sounds like she's bankrupt and never have any money. Yeah. Anyway, just stand here a second. It's going to take you a minute, or sit if you want. Um, look at. Um, uh, let's see. Yeah, let's see. Uh, let's see. Shall not God search this out? For he knoweth the secrets of the heart. And then the next line is, Yea, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. 
What do you get out of that? Because I'm going to give you something very special. We are being killed all the day long, anyway. It's the cross. Okay. That's the way he's looking at it? Okay. Yeah. But it's, is it literally happening? We, let's see, what does it say? We are counted as sheep for the slaughter, just a sacrifice? Is that it? What's the, what's the problem there? Is there a problem in your mind? There is a problem. Do you get it? Okay, Lynn? Solve the problem. Come on up here and read this. No, I, I would read it, but you might go fall. Come on. Seriously, I mean, like, Romans 8, all of this, read it to them. Turn to Romans 8, verse, uh, what is it, 20? 35. 35. 8, 35, read it. shed the tears. Some, some guys are moved by them. That's when I say, go for the kill. Because um, they're using it. Now, here, this is contradiction to the, to the line there in Psalm 44. We are, been, we are killed. We're considered sheep to be slaughtered. That, that there's no, not tear. He quoted that. And, and the Holy Spirit picked it up and gave it to the Apostle Paul where he says, uh, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, that, that's not true. You are being brought forth as sons of God. He is ridding you of the, the baggage, the filth, the darkness that you're learning to hate. So we need to, we need to understand, I thought your comment, it's exactly uh, what you said. It's the way we feel some days. I mean, can, can you wake up? Do you, do you know that we're in trouble? This contract I have, the guy hasn't called me. He said he would. I've got guys. I don't have people to put in there. Do you have some of those times? Yeah. 
Every one of us have had them somewhere, have we not? Okay. But hear this. The predominant presentation and provision of God is all for your good. And if you don't see that, you, you haven't read the script. Yes, there are seemingly pitfalls like this one and others. But uh, the Holy Spirit picks that up. And I love this line. Uh, let's see. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, and I underline, nor things to come. Because we don't know. The unknown can be scary. Okay? And I keep getting trained by God because uh, if there's fear, there's what? Yeah, that your 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 love isn't perfected, you know. Because I I'm out there talking to God in the middle of a turbulence, and I'm saying, God, uh, don't you love me? And and the real answer I should have been given, God, I I should be loving you more <laughs> and trusting you more. If He splashed me in the sea and the sharks ate me, you'll pick up. That's not me. And there's no such thing as death. Okay, somebody give me, give me an argument for this, uh, or, or push against this. You always triumph in Christ. Is that true? Yes. Why? Because of his written word. He spoke. Well, his written word won't do it. You, I mean, because if you just go on the written word, you don't know God. I mean, seriously. I, and I want us to get that. Because that's what Jesus said. You, you read the scriptures, but you won't come. You won't come to me. Let's get that heavy. And sometimes the scriptures, we just saw where one, one scripture says, we're counted as sheep to be slaughtered, you know. And the next one said, nay, not true. Which is true. If you're going to go with scripture. Do you understand? And there's bigger contradictions than that. And I'm not saying don't trust the word. Billy Graham went through hell. Because he'd read this one, he'd read another one, and he read them. And he, he was blasted by the fact that his mind couldn't pick up all these things. And what he, what he finally said, he said, God, I'm just going to trust <laughs> you and, and believe what I can see and not argue. Yes? I think the rub comes that triumphant doesn't look the same to God as it does to you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Because the touch of God on Zoe didn't look like what she thought it should look yeah. like. And I think that's where the rub comes for us. Or for me, I'll say, is in trusting God that his plan for you is bigger than what his plan for you is. Because right? mm -hmm. you don't see that in the middle of it. No, no. You don't sometimes see it for 10 or 15 years. But that doesn't yeah. mean you're not triumphing. It doesn't mean that you're not sure. coming into what he has you called to. It just means it looks way different than what you want right. to look like. Well, you know, and I, I talk to the judge. Yeah. I do, I, t I say intelligent things. And, you know, you don't have a gavel yet, and you haven't been to law school, but you, you're, you're a judge. And he looks back at me like he is. Well, that's insanity of it, you know, I think. Why can't that kid understand me? You know 
Now, what he understands, I mean, you guys are really good parents, and I, there, there are a lot of good parents here, but you, if he doesn't say, I mean, when they were little kids, could hardly lift their arms, they were saying, wave at Bill, and I thought, I don't want to be a because a poor kid, because, uh, you know, if I was looking in the eyes of David at two and a half or three, I would be scared. <laughs> uh, but if they don't know that you're in charge, see, you have to know sometime that there's nothing, nothing that's ever going to stop you from becoming a son. And there are people who, and because you read certain scriptures and it looks like, oh, I'm doomed. You know. I think uh, it's probably that you just read in Romans, or Linda read in Romans 8, is. Uh, great on the page. I just think that every one of us must probably have to experience every one of those things yeah. to make the discovery yeah. that the love of God never fails. Yeah. And, and that's where the rub comes, because he puts us through a, a taste of all those things. Yeah, and, and, and when, you, when you say, well, the scripture says, you know, it doesn't matter. You have to have that in your guts. It's not, if, if that doesn't come experientially, you know, and and uh, Betty, when she had her breakdown and and she and, and the steps toward it, uh, she said, "Look, I'm not going back there." She just do a line with with things, and uh, uh, well, you can speak for yourself. What? I have nothing to say. Okay. <laughs> it was a cold, black time, and I'm never going back. You sure. Well, and, and all of us know something about it. Mine was, a, you know, a little time in the shade or, you know, a couple of weeks. I don't trust people that haven't been on the edge to where they you know, were frail and, and really crying for help. They, they don't know God, and they will. And you, you, know, you have to be patient because some people are they're going to snap at scripture. Well, the Bible says, and they'll fire back at you, like somehow that's going to help you. The only thing that helps you is the Spirit of God in the life, your life. I mean, I've heard testimonies. I thought, uh, you know, I, I love the, the uh, joyous word. I love the, the idea of what Amanda said the other day. But until, I mean, I know something about unforgiveness. You just don't pop up and say, you know, well, if uh, you don't forgive, you won't be forgiven. You know? So what? Until you live in the death of unforgiveness, and it, and it works you, and you can't, you know, or you see that, that the love of the Father isn't in you, those, those are big things. All right, I want to go to some, something else here. I said it the other day, if you go to 1 John 4, verse 13, well, let's go 12 and 13. And I want you to expand on that. Uh, no man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwells in us. And his love is perfected in us. Well, I'm, I'm not going to ask you to say all that happens. But in verse 13, Hereby know we that we dwell in him, and he in us, because he has given us of his spirit. Please 
talk to that issue. What goes on because you have the Holy Spirit in you that didn't go on before, perhaps? Maybe I could make it clearer. How do you know? He says you'll know because you have the Holy Spirit that God lives in you. I saw a bright light over here. Was that not, was I just seeing things? Okay. <laughs> anyway, we talked a little bit about it. We've just read that he's not going to leave you. There's nothing. No, no. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Go ahead. I think one of the greatest things that happens is when we, like, you're in a position <laughs> or in a frame, and and the spirit gives you a thought that is totally right opposite or unrelated to what I you were thinking or what I was saying, and that is like boom, the light goes on. Yeah, yeah, let me, yeah. Let me illustrate that. Let me illustrate. Uh, it, there's a great line. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. Okay, tell me what that means. Because I sat around thinking, ah, it must mean that. It must mean that, right? And I felt the Lord dropped it on me, and it's so obvious. And I think, how could I be so stupid? Well, Here's how you can be stupid if you try to figure out the scripture without the Holy Spirit. Okay? Somebody say amen a little louder so the kids hear. Yeah, uh, here, here's the deal. The, the, you're not free and I'm not free until I'm resurrected. And liberty is knowing the constancy of God and knowing that I am a bond slave that he owns and my freedom and my direction is solely by him. That's what it means. That's where the Spirit of the Lord is. There's liberty. You're free then. And I'm working. I'm depending on God to take me to that, that kind of liberty. Why will I be free? Well, I, you know, I always get a little bit and said the big deal with me is I want to fly. I don't like Alaska Airlines that much or Delta. They're good airlines. But I'm on fire. Do you like that definition or you think it's wrong? Want to argue about it? Right, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. All those things, the thing that motivates you to be able to do that is that you trust and believe that he has the very best, your very best interest in, in yeah. his heart. Yeah. And he loves you and he's going to bring you to a place that's far better than where you are now. And it's worth all of that. All right, somebody comes to you, Don. And shouldn't I let Don answer this? I mean, he's kind of proven he's one of the A students, right? No, we're, we're all, we, when we have Christ, we're smart. But anyway, the, um, we, we can leave that away. Let's, let's exhaust this a little more. How do you know for sure that the spirit of, 
of God is in you. said and you, you, at the time you're in pain and you, you know it hurts so much you can't even say it true what else i think sometimes when you are in a situation that leads to a lot of questions you can have peace because he's with you it's not because you know an answer or you even see where you're heading it's that he is there ministering to you in the process and that's when you know his spirit's with you yeah I've gone into meetings and just gone in because I think, well, I'm experienced. I've had this all time. Didn't have anything empty, empty tank. And other times I'd get God. I don't. Have, I don't know what to say here, and He gives you the script. Yes. I think. I think when there's an awareness um, that you are taking your own direction, mm -hmm. you can be bumbling along in your own way, just doing what seems right in your own mind and you don't even realize it but it's the spirit of god that that will quicken us and show hey and, and there's a willingness to be checked that's the confirmation that the spirit is in because apart from the spirit of god i can't help myself i cannot check myself it takes the work of the spirit of god in me to even be willing to check myself from taking my own direction because it's so subtle my own direction just looks like the right way to go and, it, and, it, and it's so, uh, it takes the clarity that only the Spirit can rightly divide. Yeah, and I mean, I, I can quote Josh Laughlin on this because of the circumstance, and we, you know, he has a certain uh, amount of um, uh, privilege as being, you know, working for the Honda. And I said, well, how do I, how do I know you're not going to use that? And he said, or why wouldn't you use it? And he said, I wouldn't use it because I know I'd be working against God. And so we took his word for it. Can you also lie and go the other way? Sure. But we have to, we want to impute righteousness when we can. Even we know that all men are what? Truth tellers? What does it say? Okay, could you say it? The children need to hear you. All men are what? Liars. Yeah, in their natural state, they lie. I mean, I've, been, I've honestly been preaching, saying something, and I've exaggerated, and I thought, and God caught me in the middle, and I said, Lord, my, because I'm not free and finished yet, you see. And we can embellish, you know, to, you especially, you've heard me say this about justification. You cannot go forward in Christ if you're not sure that there's nothing against you. If you don't come to a place where you know that there's no court, there's no devil from hell, 
God himself has imputed justification and, there, and they, there's nothing held against you. You will not go forward. You will go back and forth and back and forth. Not good enough, I could be slipping up. Well, you're not good enough in the beginning. You never will be. You will always be, you know, thank you, Lord, for the imputation. You funded my capacity to believe that, that there's nothing against me. And until you come to that, you will not go forward. You'll go back and forth like a TikTok, like a, is that what those, what are those grandfather clocks do? Yeah. They're old, they don't want to go far. They just go back and forth. That's what I wanted to add. Yeah. Don't make fun. I'm, I am going to fly. There is a lightness, though, when you're able to rise up in the spirit, if you're able to rise up, and there is a, a, a weight that comes when and you can, or for, for whatever reason, but I think it connects with Psalm 44, where it says, God, he's saying, God, you know the secrets of the heart. You can deliver us, and it's really, you can't take any baggage if you're going to fly. Yeah. That, I accuse Karen of having clothes and, and all too. That's what this, the, the secrets of the heart and that kind of thing are, is baggage that weighs you down and you can't. And so it, it really gives us to ask the Lord to search us continually when we feel like we yeah. should go on. Yeah, the, the, the circumstance is pretty clear. A doctor says, look, we've got to remove this or that, I, you know, and then if we don't remove it, you're going to die. You know, you, you cannot, uh, your, your uh, kidneys are not functioning, there's this. You, you go in, you lie down, you trust a doctor that went to school, he's fairly smart, he's not God, right? And you lay yourself out there and you let him cut, let him do, let him put stuff in you that you don't, you can't even pronounce. And then God says, he puts his finger on something. You say, get your hands off me. Who do you think you are? And, 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 and it's, we're really a bit, a bit of a nutcase when we don't want to get clean, right? You, would you like to have a doctor tell you, you're, you're just going to be all right, and you, and you were dying? I mean, don't you want it straight? Yeah, you do, and God help us to ask for that kind of, you know, direction and operation from God because it's there. I think that's what the, I think the Holy Spirit allows you to see the purpose purpose of laying down your life. If you look in 44, it's like, otherwise you, you we understand that God is God's to blame for the slaughter, right? All yeah. the day long, you recognize God's in charge, but you don't see the purpose of yeah. it on the other side. All you see yeah. is, all the day long, we're killed the sheep for the slaughter. But then when the Spirit is working with you, you realize growth is coming because of this, and your eyes are open to the purpose of that. Sure. There's no bitterness that comes from that. Well, William Law helps. He has a, a statement regarding hell, you know, and there are parameters in God. And if you walk out of those parameters, you're in hell. You're hurting yourself. Your unforgiveness makes you sick. Competition is a filthy thing. 
And, and that's the American way, right? I mean, <laughs> I think one of the most vile things that I've been is a, is a, com a competitor. Really. And we call it competition, it's wonderful. Who do we salute? The, well, the NFL, and I'll tell you this, the Seahawks are going to take those, whoever they're playing. And, and we, we, we salute it, we pay big money for it, and, and it's, a, it's if you're competing against a sister or a brother, you're in sin and you're in darkness. And you can't get out because it's natural, it's funded by Satan. God has to deliver you. Can you say amen to that? How many people have had to fight? Don't raise your hands. We've all fought, fought jealousy. I, I told you, I felt like tearing the, you know, some of the young kids haven't heard this story. I'm out with this good-looking girl that I really think I'm going to marry years ago, before I found the wonderful one. And I'm sitting there in a candy and then this guy comes in. He's about 6'3", he's from the University of Washington, has a big W there, blue eyes, and, and really good looking, you know. And Jesse Campbell was a girl that I, I thought, hey, this is a forever deal. And, and I'm sitting there, and it's an ice cream shop, and Jesse looks at him, and he looks at her, and I catch their glance. And I say, it's over. Because I'm a competitor. And, and any, any girl that ever said bye-bye, I'm gone. Because I was a sick neurotic, you know. Uh, uh, actually, our guy, uh, uh, you know, uh, Austin, Jeremy Austin, he, he wouldn't quit. I mean, when, I'm telling you, those of you who, who know him, he, he doesn't seem like a competitor. He doesn't seem like a driver sometimes. Uh, Jenny Berge, when he came around, she'd go, almost like she was going to throw up. That would have finished me, first time. You? You don't know, huh? You don't know if you would. Anyway, what? Yeah, long time. <laughs> okay. But anyway. He comes back again and again, and she said, oh, yeah, and, and, he, and he goes in and he flips a little poem on her desk, you know? Uh, I know where she's a little needy or soft, and, and she, and she sees brains and she sees heart. And so the next time she doesn't have the twitch, he comes in, and it gets better every day, and I say, it's over. The difficulty is gone, you see. So some things you have to stay in there for, really. But go ahead. On that, on that note, <laughs> I think one of the best things that happens to us, it's awful, but it's the best thing, is that we make a proclamation of presentation to the board, all the things we say to them. Oh, yeah. And and we say it sincerely. Yeah. And then we find out we change yeah. when we're in pain. Yeah. And, uh, but I, I think I was sitting here thinking how beautiful it is that God put those examples in the Bible. Like Peter. Yeah. He, he was a absolute, he totally changed yeah. when yeah. the pressure was on. Yeah. 
and I think, you know, that is so great because that's where the spirit recovers yes. yeah. when we, we think something, we want this, like we want to present ourselves, yeah. and then we don't. Yeah. We change our mind when it's happening, because I think God hears our prayer, and, uh, and then he moves on us, and we go, this can't be right, this yeah. is not yeah. right. This is, you, know, what, you, you see it also in, uh, in Jonah. Those who observe lying vanities forsake their own mercy. I mean, he's in the middle of the, of the fish, and he's crying out. He said, help. But what happens? You know? <laughs> he's vomited, vomited up on the shore. He goes and he sees, I was right all along. I knew God was going to change these people. And, and, and because of his prophet's understanding, he goes against himself. And wants to die. I want to die. He's exhausted. He's gone all around town. And he's a winner on the way. That, and the book is so good. Read it and read it again because you see his in and out. And whoever this guy is in Psalm uh, 44, uh, he, he didn't quit. And that's you. You haven't quit. Some of you had good reasons, but you haven't. All right, um, what is it, what it, somebody gets it, he that loveth no not is, 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 because God sent his only begotten son, uh, 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 1 John 4, 8, and, but 8, 9, really. In this was manifested the love of God toward us, because that God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. Tell me about what it is to live through him. How is it that you are asked to live through him? Because you have a dimension of life you never had until you were cognizant of it. I am a son moving in Christ. And you, you say that, you, you go ahead and preach that at some of the churches and you watch the looks you get. How do you do that? Because if you're not doing it, you, you can't grow. You have to start just by trusting it's true. If you don't believe it's actually possible with you, you're never going to step out and try it. Yeah, un, unbelief is a big boy. And just because you should doesn't mean you can't. And you can't without his help. I don't know how to be a father. I don't know how to be a husband. I don't know how to be a wife. I don't know how to be a friend unless God, by the Spirit, shows me and takes me into that. Let's look at it a little bit more, anybody. Because it's filled with problems. It's filled with difficulty. We don't want to be here all day, some of you. That we might live through him. Uh, doesn't matter, it's it's first John four nine. The love of God came to you because God sent his son 
end of the world that we might live through him, through Christ. Not Jesus, but Christ. And that's where some of the confusion gets, because people are trying to be like Jesus, and they have to be Christ, depending on God. Yes? Well, what comes to mind is the other verse in John where it says, of his fullness have we all received. And the problem is when you really, when I focus on my lack more than the fact that he has a different idea of growth and progress, and I'm just focusing on how bereft I feel or my feelings yeah. or the situation or whatever. Yeah. And then I, I get drawn into this wake up, Lord, but really it's wake me up to the yeah. fact that you are. Yeah. The mirror is a paralyzer. As you, if you're f focusing on yourself, you, you, you've lost your way. You see, and am I being the Lord here? That the most beautiful thing about any of you, about all of us, is that when we can be ourselves, no matter where we are, the self that God has given us, because I'll recognize all of you. You'll recognize, we'll recognize each other in the hereafter. Because your soul, God is going to give that to us. That's a tremendous uh, a gift, you know, that, that we will know one another. I was thinking about all the people I don't know. I just have to get acquainted. Anything else on this? Because it's a dimension of life that you have to live in if you're going to not get stuck. What happens there, and, and you said it, you want to go on with that a little bit more? No, I mean, other, no, what you, you added was great. That was where I was headed, just that we can paralyze ourselves. I mean, that, that list in Romans 8 is fairly comprehensive about all the things that can separate us from the love of God, but it doesn't say me. It, and really, we can separate ourselves. And uh, and not I, forever. I don't. Yeah. Yeah, and you're going to stall. I mean, I have. I, I get in trance with me. You know, I fumble like crazy at the graduation. I should have just shut up when our sister said, don't be afraid of trouble. I could have gone 10 minutes on that and gotten out of there. And I'd go on with my message. Idiot. You know, sorry. But we do that. <laughs> All right. Well, that's where you live. If you don't live in Christ, you live in yourself. And that's a puny hell. Right? And, and, and you're afraid to live in Christ. And I think David's point, uh, and, and I, if I heard him correctly, he was saying, you make this commitment and dedication, and then you can't. You, you'd say, oh my God, I, I'm so much in love with my whatever it is. Uh, I mean, it, it could be music. I've got to have my music. But my games, I mean, there are some people that are absolutely, if they don't get the, the crossword puzzle on, on Tuesday, they don't like it. They're upset. I mean, what happened to, where's my paper? You know, I had a, you know, I had a situations where you look and guys are dedicated to the crossword. What's wrong with that? Well, 
Where's your God? <laughs> You'd be awful to be standing before the Lord. And, and the Lord says, well, how'd you doing, Irving? And uh, you say, well, I, and you find there's a crossword puzzle right in your face, you and God. Because I'll tell you, God is never taking anything away. If you ask him to take away the things that are impeding you, it, it, it's a struggle. Because we love this world. There's, there's some things that are so wonderful. But I'm talking about the God of this world, the music, the entertainment that comes out of the, the heart of Satan. We want to get far from it. And he is never going to take anything away from you that he doesn't supply an adventure that makes everything you loved pale. Because this is God. And he made it, he made the, you know, he allowed Satan to be there. That's his plan. That Satan is, you know, he's a big, terrible dog that runs the world and he's on a chain. And any time God wants to do the electric collar, he can. He cannot paralyze and keep you if you are under the arms of Almighty God. He cannot. But he will, and he will speak things. That's exactly what it says in the first. Did anybody read the first part of Psalm 44? Anybody? Doesn't he talk about it? I think, I think he does, if I recall. Anybody have it there? Anyone? I, I only printed that little part I asked you to read. Yeah. Do you, like the, do you like the line, nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. You are Christ, in the dimension that you're in, you're in forever. And the sooner you grow in that, the sooner I grow in a, in a greater measure, the better I am. Doesn't he say that in the first part of it? What is, what is his line? Isn't, I think he's troubled <clears throat> what does it say yeah let, yeah we've heard whether it was our Lord our fathers have told us what thou did okay how did thou drive out the da -da 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 before they got the land pretty pretty through thee we will push down our enemies, for I will trust, I will not trust in my And God we boast all that. No, he's pretty strong there. Then he says, Thou make us us to turn back from the enemy. Thou hast given us given us like sheep appointed to meat, and thou hast scattered us among the heathen. Wow. So he's he's complaining. But he also knows that he knows God, and, and we do the same thing. You know, I, I look at the news and I say, get out of it. God help us. That's enough for us today. Uh, go out and do it. <laughs> when, you, when we go out and live it, it'll, it'll have, you know, 
more more depth, don't you think? Uh, isn't that where you got this? Hmm? By by living it, by having to face something you didn't want to face. As a little kid, I remember my dad said, "Go down and get your trike." And there were two kids uh, that took my tricycle. And I didn't want to go get it because they were big and they were nasty guys. And they just tossed the trike over there. They didn't ride the trike because they were big enough to do a bike. Not that big. You know, they may have been nine or ten or something, but they were big when you were a little kid. My dad said, go get that bike. And, <laughs> and I go down there. Uh, but I, I, I said, I don't want to go. I mean, you know, and I, I go down and it's, I, I wait and go down early in the morning when no one's there because of fear. But the, when you, when you are obedient and your children are obedient under the law, because you're God to them, you parents, you're God to these little kids. And they look to you, and then they grow up and say, you know, he has a few chinks in his armor. And then they begin to speak back. And you have to be able to say, uh, please, try to honor your elders and leave it at that. Bow your heads and let's ask the Lord to take this with us today. You're sons of God, you're not just anybody. Your greatest strength when you don't know what to say is to stand in silence knowing that God will infuse you with what you need. Father, be with us today and help us to understand that, that <laughs> we, we want to know you in the power of your resurrection and that's where we're headed. And nothing on this earth is going to have any major change until someone surfaces under the fullness of the stature of your son. Because it said, they without us, whoever that us is on this side, Lord, be with them today. Be with the sons, wherever they are over the earth, our, our family that's stretched across the planet. Be with us as we pray before you and all the needs. Be with a little baby down there in Boston, Lord, John's job, and the circumstance with Kathy, the circumstance with Warren, and all the things that run through to, to challenge us. We thank you there's no death. Give us the confidence that, that Abraham had, waiting for you 25 years, knowing that that he was the father of nations. Thank you for who you are in us, for Jesus' sake. Amen.